to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story, about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we continue the story of Jacob, and it continues to be super interesting. If it's been anything, it's been super interesting. (laughs) It has been interesting, hasn't it? It is. And man, we are, we're, we're in, the Bible's big. It's huge. And we are like literally still in the first part of it here, but I feel like it's way more interesting than most people realize. It is. And so each episode we have, we uncover new things. I want you to think back over the last five episodes or so, since we began talking about Abram and God's promise to him. Uh, there are so many twists and turns and deceit and sinfulness and weird things that happen. It's easy to lose sight of the most important things to remember. And what is the most important thing to remember? Well, that's a good question. The most important thing to remember as we read about this family story is the promise that God made to Abraham that he picked this guy who didn't have any children and said, you're going to be my guy and we're going to create this family through you. You'll have so many offspring or descendants that they'll be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And uh, through your family, I will rescue and bless all people of the earth. And so that's what we got to keep in mind. That is. That's definitely the thing that we got to keep in front of us. But I'm pretty sure that in today's episode, stuff is going to get weird. You are right about that. It gets so weird. So Eric, remind us of where we left off. All right. So if you remember last time, Jacob had tricked his dad and stole from his brother Esau his birthright. So they had to leave Canaan to go live with his uncle Laban because Esau was, you know, going to kill him. Yeah. So his uncle lives hundreds of miles away. So he makes the trek over there. And in the last time we had this whole episode really about a dream that he had on his journey. Right. Okay. So... Uh, we're going to pick up there and he he makes it all the way to his uncle Laban's place after weeks of travel and he meets him for the first time and he tells him who he is and that he's come to live with him. Let's hear what happens. Then Laban said to Jacob, because you're my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older daughter was Leah and the name of the younger daughter was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you for seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but just a few days because of the love he had for her. It's another cousin-wife situation. It is another cousin-wife situation. This... The Bible, man, there's a lot of repeat going on. There is a lot of repeat, a lot of marrying cousins. <laughs> Don't marry your cousin. Life Don't. lesson. Even though that was happening back in the Bible. Okay, so Jacob agrees to work for his uncle for seven years if he gets to marry Rachel after those seven years. But, okay, we bounced ahead of something, though. Yeah. Um, what are weak eyes? Leah had weak eyes. <laughs> she, she, I, don't, I don't know what that means. She but cross-eyed? She cannot see good? Like, I'm not sure if she was not... Pleasant on the eyes? I don't I don't know. Oh. But Rachel was beautiful. Leah had weak eyes. Yeah. You know, black mark on her, weak eyes. <laughs> okay, so he had to work in order to earn the right to marry his cousin, which sets up the question of the day. 
And now it's time for the question of the day. My name is Micah and I'm in third grade. My question is, why did Jacob have to pay with work to marry someone? Good question, Micah. The answer to your question goes back to what we've said uh, about how life was different back then, especially the way families functioned. You see, having kids was very important. And sons would make the family strong and carry the family name on. Back then, daughters could be influential in order to bring families together that weren't related. So they would uh, have their daughter marry into another family and then they would have a connection between these families. Uh, It was often common for someone to give the father of the bride a valuable gift uh, or make some big commitment in order for him to be able to marry this guy's daughter. So this wasn't like super bizarre. Not back then, no. So he could have been, someone could be like, hey, I'm going to give you a... Ten sheep. Ten sheep, daughter. yeah, or like a sack of silver coins for your oh, daughter. <laughs> what if they, like, didn't know, like, what their price was? Because you don't want, you know, like, the dad agrees, like, oh, man, I just got to offload this right. one. Right. <laughs> I'll take this two one's... sheep. Okay. What if there was, like, a back and forth ever, like, I'll give you a ten. Uh, how about four? Yeah, six? so I think what usually happened, though, is this was a very respectful thing. The, the, mm, the okay. groom was trying to honor the father of the bride. Uh, and so Jacob did that. He wanted to honor his uncle by saying, I would work for you for seven years if I got to marry your daughter. So uh, listen, keep this in mind though. Children, having children were very important because of the way it meant your family would operate. And men and women and their roles in the family were very different back then than they are today. So not better, just way different. So waiting seven years. Yeah. That's like, 2013 from now like that like i've been at this church for seven years yeah like we've known each other for seven seven years years. it feels like that's a long that's a long time yeah many of the kids listening that's most of their life (laughs) (laughs) they don't remember seven years ago because they were like one right yeah that's crazy it's like when you i don't know if you if you find it easy to wait for things but sometimes i like to bake dessert so baking brownies is really a big thing in our house, but yeah. you can't eat them right away. You have to wait, but they've smelled up your kitchen and all you can think about is the brownies Absolutely. and you got to wait 30 minutes before they cool off. Yeah. That's hard for me. Like I'm a, I'm a microwave type person oh, because yeah. like I can have it in like a minute right. instead. But like you think about like, uh, I know for my kids, they'll order something on Amazon. They'll use their money. They ordered something on Amazon. Yep. And if it's not prime, they're like, what? What? <laughs> it's going to be two weeks. <laughs> like, yes, not two days. Yeah. Or even like when you put the Christmas tree up and you have to wait weeks. It seems like forever you have to wait to open those Christmas gifts. This is yeah. even longer. Seven years he had Seven to wait. Seven But the Bible years. says this, that those years seemed like to him, but a few days because of the love he had for her. Oh. That's awesome. That's sweet. So after seven years, Laban prepares this big wedding celebration. Now, weddings were very different back then. Have you guys been to a wedding before? I know you have been to a lot of weddings, oh. Eric. Been to quite a few. Been to quite a few. Only been in the one. Right. That's a good Only thing. Only had the one, but yeah, been to bazillions. Yeah. Well, weddings were very different. They weren't like our weddings that we have today. They were like a week-long celebration. You got married on the first day, but you continued to feast and celebrate for a week after that. Wow. Yeah. It's a commitment. Okay. So imagine this. They have this big feast. The bride mm-hmm. is covered from head to toe. You can't even see her. And you're partying. You're having a feast. You're probably drinking a little bit. It's a good time. The sun goes down. You don't have any electricity. No. No. But so you, the party has to stop. You eventually go to bed, wake up to start over the next day. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Would you read Genesis chapter 29, verse sure. 25? Okay, and in the morning, behold, 
It was Leah, <laughs> old weak-eyed Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? That's just weird. That's just weird. So much trickery. <laughs> this is amazing. It's crazy. I imagine Jacob woke up and he's like, what, wait, what, what, uh, what happened? Did someone drug me? Is there magic involved? How yeah. did this even happen? I thought she was the one with the weak eyes, not him. I know. Well, apparently he did. So uh, verse 26 then says this. Laban said, it is not done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Uh, Isn't that ironic? Isn't it ironic? Because Jacob's the younger who deceived the firstborn. And now he himself has been deceived by the firstborn. Trickery. Trickery. Well, Genesis 29, 27, it goes on. It says, complete the week of this one and we will give you the other one also in return for serving me another seven years. Seven more years he is agreeing. Man, so the new plan, if he agrees to seven more years of work, he can also marry Rachel right now. Man. I know. Oh, after, after the week celebration of marrying Leah. So it's like week one, wedding, week two, Another wedding. So listen to what happens. It says in uh, verse 28, so Jacob did so. He completed the first week and then Laban gave him his daughter, Rachel, to be his wife. So Jacob went into Rachel also and he loved Rachel more than Leah and Laban and he served Laban for another seven years. That's just Man. weird. That's just weird. So he waited seven years and in a span of a couple weeks, he ends up with two Cousin wives. Two cousin sister wives. Cousin sister wives. (laughs) It's so strange, right? It's just like there's so much weird stuff going on. And I wish I could say the end of it, but like you can see, right, how that last verse ended, that he loved Rachel more. So you know that creates some drama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the drama gets worse because you remember how we said having kids is important? Yep. Guess who could have kids and guess who couldn't have kids? I'm guessing, you know probably the one he didn't love as much. Right. So Leah has some sons. She has four sons in quick succession. Their names are Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. You know, all American names. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rachel starts to get really jealous because she is not having any children and Leah now has these four sons. And so what could she do? Well, you know what they did back? We've seen this already before. Yeah. That if you can't step up, then you have a servant. Right. So then you, he takes on the servant also right. as another wife. Is it like an official wife situation? I, I, well, I mean, in other places it was, but okay. But these women, like Rachel says, you can have my servant Bilhah, and when she has kids, they'll be mine. And you know what? It happens. She okay. has two sons, Dan and Naphtali. <laughs> More what? strapping names. Yeah. Old Dan and yeah. Naphtali. Well, not to be outdone, Leah says, oh, I've got a servant. So now she gives her servant Zilpa. Very classy. Okay. Zilpa and says, have, have sons through Zilpa and they'll be mine as well. So Zilpa has two, Gad and Asher. Man, this is like a race. It's a race. So but now then Leah has two more. She does. Sons. It's, can you pronounce those names? <laughs> Uh, it's hard word and hard word too. <laughs> it's, it's a car it's and a car Zebulun. And Zebulun. Yeah. Man. So now he's got 10 sons from three different women and <sighs> another wife, Rachel, the one he loves the most, has no sons. None. Until one day, 
Rachel finally has a son, and his name is Joseph. Remember that name, because we're going to yeah. come there in a future episode. Uh-huh. And then she eventually has another son named Benjamin, who was like really young compared to all of his brothers. I got to add something real quick right okay. here. I feel like if you were a servant, you had a really weird name. But if you were a wife, mm. you had a normal name. Like, who are your wives? Oh, that's my wife, Leah and Rachel. And then there's their servants, Zilpa and Bilha. Yeah. So I think it was a parent. Maybe you should start thinking, <laughs> let's name them something normal. Right. Or they may end up being servants. Right. You never, you never aren't sure. You're not sure how Naphtali ends up. Oh, that's but true. Joseph, we know about him. Yep. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game show, That's Just Weird, where our contestants have to figure out which one of these things is the weirdest of all. Today's contestants are Eric and Lance. Okay, contestants, which of these is the weirdest of all? A. Paying a bride price to marry the woman you love. B. Marrying two sisters who are also your cousins. C. Having four wives and 12 sons. This this is like a... I don't think there's like a more weird. I mean, it's all weird. It's uh, very all weird. Paying a bride price seems weird to us because I didn't pay anything. No. To, no. I paid nothing. Yeah. Uh, marrying two sisters that are your cousins? That's just screwed <laughs> up. Really weird. Very weird. Yeah. Four wives, 12 sons just sounds like a migraine. Mm-hmm. Is, there so. a, is there an option D? Let's make it D. D. Our answer is D. D. It's all weird. You are correct. It's all weird. Everything's weird. What in the world is happening? Join us next time for another episode of That's Just Weird. Okay, so here's the deal. We said earlier that it's easy to let the details of this story overshadow the most important part. We should remember that God made Abraham a promise that he would have a family that's so numerous. He would have this huge family. And we see that's actually coming true right here, right now. It's crazy. It's, it's happening even outside of God's design for families. But God still chooses to work in the midst of it to roll out his plan to bless and rescue the world. Ultimately through Jesus, because we know a couple thousand years later, Jesus is born into this family and it's much bigger and lots more crazy things have happened. But that is how all people of the earth can be rescued and to be blessed by God. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org.